Welcome to Pass It On with CWR Talent. I'm Corinne Winter-Rousset, and this is my podcast. My specialty, discover talent and pass it on. That's it. In simpler terms, I'm a headhunter with a twist. Dedicated to helping our aspiring leaders and mentors, we're sharing the valuable experience and advice of some of the most successful executives in my network. If you want to increase your knowledge, build resilience, or simply polish your soft skills in order to lead at the next level, my guests are all happy to share what works and what doesn't. It's honest, it's forward motion and future thinking. We like it. Catch our latest episodes that drop on Sundays at 12 p.m. GMT London time. Whether you're in London, New York, Lima, Paris, Perth, or Dubai, you'll find us on all platforms where podcasts live. Please consider supporting our initiative to pass it on by giving us a like to feed the ranking gods and by taking follow so that you receive notice of our new episodes with great guests on Sundays and Thursdays. We appreciate every single listener. We hope you'll share it with your family, friends, and colleagues. Here we go. Welcome. I'm CWR, and today I've got a superb operational topic for our listeners in this, our first podcast of 2022. Why housekeeping are the heroes of hospitality. The foundation of our hotel industry is built on the promise of clean, safe private rooms and bathrooms, restaurants and kitchens. If we can't assure our guests on this level, we're toast, as they say. My grandmother told me, cleanliness is next to godliness. She was a school janitor in the 1940s in Levittown, Pennsylvania, or as we call them, housekeepers. My father grew up to open his own restaurants, and the first job he gave us kids in operation was the plonge, or dishwashing. I got sidelined to the office for bookkeeping ledger duty at 11 years old. But who says you can't start young learning about building a good work ethic and the importance of hygiene and hospitality? The role of an executive housekeeper or directors of housekeeping is a, is a fertile ground to learn most important soft skills needed to manage some of the biggest teams responsible for the singular most important aspect of our hotel products, flawless hygiene. It requires an attention to detail that is vital to the guest satisfaction, especially in today's pandemic world with viruses and variants and trying to rebuild travel confidence. Sloppy work, inattention, or slacking while cleaning rooms can lead to health issues, literally, for the team or the guests alike. And I couldn't be prouder of the way our executive housekeepers have stepped up to become more exacting, more stringent in standards, more present, and just more overall, to allow us to reopen with confidence and assurance. Those housekeeping teams are truly the heroes of our world. The next natural move on the career path for an executive housekeeper is generally a promotion to rooms director where all divisions to do with the guest experience in the rooms are managed in a seamless way. This is where we meet front office and the division where no cleaning happens. You might say you've landed in a foreign country where the importance of what happens in housekeeping is misunderstood or undervalued, but without a full understanding of the proper functioning of the housekeeping department, no rooms director is complete. 
My special guest today knows that the hardest job makes you grow the fastest. Tiziana Messina is one of those exceptional hybrid senior leaders in the rooms division for many years. Tiziana is an Italian national who started her career in the Hotel Astoria Lucerne as a front desk agent. Her expat path around the world took off and she took the opportunity to move to Frankfurt, Germany with Steigenberger in front office. Jumped to Dubai, to the Madina Jumeirah, where she was awarded her first managerial responsibilities, ascending to assistant manager guest relations with a team of 40 performing guest services for the royal families, VIPs, and first-time Madina Jumeirah guests. What an opportunity to shine. Jumeirah's confidence in her skills led Tiziana to New York City, to their property to continue to grow in her role from director of front office services to executive assistant manager of the rooms division. Now I know this about Tiziana. She's a bit of a data and systems geek and was particularly skilled at understanding and using the global standard in room systems, Oracle's microsoftware. She had an opportunity to join Oracle in Chicago in the USA as an implementation specialist, major accounts, where she was responsible for the installation upgrade of equipment on the floor, servers, restaurant software and interfaces, and live support at the luxury hotel brands. Specifically, the 9700 systems and training the end-user staff and managers so as to minimize post-installation support requirements, solid skills acquired from another angle. Tiziana left Oracle to join Trump International Hotel and Towers in Chicago, where she was eventually introduced to housekeeping and was very grateful for the experience and true understanding of the function before being promoted to Director of Rooms Division. These are hefty responsibilities with huge teams. Managerial soft skills are ever more important, especially in five-star luxury. Changes in life circumstances led Tiana to London for a brief period at the Langham, where I began knocking on her door for a unique opportunity at an iconic five-star ultra-luxury palace hotel in Paris, the Hotel de Crillon, as room's director. I knew she had the drive and competencies for such a demanding environment, and then the pandemic hit. She spent two years with the fabulous team at the Crillon and Rosewood Hotels, closing the hotel, preparing the teams for reopening and beyond, and it has really been a roller coaster. Okay, COVID hits. You're in a foreign country, locked down, operating under extreme circumstances, and you fall in love. Priorities have changed for so many of us, and what is important in life takes precedence at the moment. But no matter, life always throws us curves and choices, and your career is always on the move, no matter what you throw at it. All this to say that continuing to acquire new skills and complementary experiences within and connected to our industry, Tiziana has forged her rather certain path toward becoming a general manager, and I cannot be more excited to have been a very small part on her journey, and I hope to be able to introduce her to that very important opportunity one of these days soon. I'd like to welcome to Pass It On with CWR someone I admire greatly, Tiziana Messina. Rooms Guru. Welcome, Tiziana, to Pass It On. Uh, thank you, Corinne, and thank you for the opportunity to pass on some of the knowledge I acquired over the years. It's 
it's really been wonderful that you invited me over to your podcast just to share what I've gathered over the years. And I hope it'll, it'll help the, the audience out there. It brought me where I am today. Fantastic. I've got a few questions to ask you that should interest all of our listeners, the, the aspiring leaders who are following the rooms track, but equally those of our colleagues in F&B who could all use a little rooms understanding. Can the unglamorous job of cleaning rooms make you into a more complete leader and how? Well, yes, uh, yes, Corinne. It was uh, it was a lesson that I learned um, on the way to becoming a rooms director. Uh, you see, Corinne, I spent uh, most of my early years in front office, many, many years, and really, what I cared about was out just outstanding guest services uh, at the delivered at the front desk. You know, anticipation of guest needs, upsell opportunities, just having a team around me that worked, following the same principles. But I was incomplete, and I didn't know. Uh, the opportunity was uh, given to me uh, a few years later. But at the time, all I was really seeing was rooms not ready on time, guests waiting, you know, it happens in any hotel. But there's no worse thing than having to apologize when it's not your fault. You know, I get I had guests in front of me who understood that a room couldn't be ready upon arrival, guests who didn't understand because, you know, they booked well in advance and they were tired. Uh, so empathy is always uh, is always uh, what you have to pull out of your toolbox in front of guests, but it can uh, wear you down. And, you know, I couldn't understand why rooms were not cleaned quickly and right after checkout. You know, I couldn't understand why it took so long for an housekeeping colleague to get there. I assumed, because I wanted to assume, that someone from the housekeeping department was just waiting outside the door for a guest to leave so that they could they could clean that room for the next guest. But no, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't always the case and there were reasons for it. And, you know, the assumption was that something must be wrong in that department because, you know, front office gave back the room on time and so what's wrong? But being an housekeeping director really changed my perspective at some point. Uh, you know, it gave me the in-depth knowledge that uh, I've used over the years, it made me understand what goes on in the, lar in the largest department. Operationally speaking, of course, very, uh, very important uh, area of a hotel that you have to know. Cost, control, engagement of the team. It also made me flexible uh, because I had to change my leadership style and, and completely. You know, you, mm -hmm. you start in front office and there's a different dynamism there. It's a team that is driven by service they give on arrival, departure, during the opportunity to uh, recover an unhappy guest, uh, upsells, as I mentioned earlier. But they have different priorities in life, just like the ones I had at the time. Everyone is eager to make the next career move. It's really, uh, it's really important, especially now uh, with the generation that is on the workplace. In housekeeping, on the other side, it's more productivity, cost control, speed, quality. But the most important lesson is really what you learn from the different crowd you deal with. These are people that whose goal is really a, having a stable family life, stable schedule. They're proud, just as proud, but they're proud of the cleanliness of the rooms and of the, you know, the little touches that they leave uh, when they clean the room and when the guest returns. 
and it really warms the guest heart. But their priorities are different. They're more inclined to make decisions if it doesn't impact their family. But nevertheless, they're just as ready to give and in just in different ways. That's really an interesting point. What what are the three things you will fully understand when you acquire housekeeping knowledge? Well, uh, first, you have to learn to bond with a with a whole different set of people. When you're a front office person, you come from a team that really needed your guidance as a manager, as a front office manager, needed your guidance to advance in their life just as I needed guidance from my own manager at the time. Uh, tips, they want tips to do their jobs better. And they just, just want to use their knowledge to improve the guest interaction and stay. But of course, this is just a very minimized list. There's so much more than they do. You know, they prepare the guest, they prepare the day to impress the guest. And you know, the first impression is always what counts. They fix issues, they bid farewell, so they really wrap it up uh, for the guest. From the moment they arrive, you know, together with the door team, they're just the first face that the guest sees. And they are the last face in the end, uh, when they bid farewell to the guest, of course. Then from there, you just realize that you're joining a team that needs your help and guidance just to make their day a little bit easier. And it's, it's always hard. And you just slowly, you have to start switching your mindset from someone who, uh, you know, used to be sitting at a desk or used to stand behind a counter uh, to someone who has to be uh, really visible on the floor, needs to help out, needs to make a bed sometimes, needs to, yeah, clean a toilet and do some other work. So you understand what they go through. That's really important. For you to understand and for them to see that you're not just uh, talking, but you mean it. And really, uh, this is one of the things I learned when I started cleaning rooms too with my team, is that only when you clean a room, you will understand how hard it is. You will really look at it differently the moment you are with an housekeeping team member in the same room and you you are the one who has to put a duvet cover you have to put a duvet into a duvet cover. That's a whole, um, <laughs> that's really complicated, I'm telling you. <laughs> One of the things I realized I was, um, you know, I needed some, <laughs> some training on. Of course. And then, um, you know, and then from there, you'll start looking at why don't they have the tools uh, to do their job? And when they don't, uh, when they don't, it really impacts everything. It impacts uh, productivity, cost control. It's, it's, it starts becoming expensive. And your work really starts there. You'll start looking at their cards, why they're wasting time. Uh, and that impacts the front office. That impacts the guest waiting. It costs money. And finally, you'll realize that not all the rooms are created equal <laughs> when, it's, when it comes to yeah. cleaning. And yeah. so, yeah, it could be a small room where, where the guests left in a, in, in a condition that would require more than the allotted time. And so that's why it takes longer. And you, when you're in front office, you don't know all that. And you, you, just, can't, you just can't see it. 
and then uh, you know you you only really you only grow when you do uh, your due diligence you when you look at all the problems uh, you did a root cause analysis which will re- re- really impact the top but by being visible on the floors by offering your help and not just an open door policy the guidance for those who want to uh, you know grow with a company and uh, and just those that will come to you for a personal problem you have to be available for them it, this is what we do don't just show up at a briefing and, and and disappear for the day that kills them really and you know having seen both sides i really have the utmost respect for both teams and for different reasons and i'll always talk to one team or the other uh, explaining why certain things happen uh, now that i've seen both sides it's really important why does there always seem to be some kind of rivalry between front office and housekeeping? What does it take to understand and be understood, like with these internal wars between these two departments? You said it, Corrine. It's uh, it's really understanding, uh, being understood. It's It really starts when you have all the facts. And that's why I've been saying you really need to have done both jobs. When you assume that one department isn't performing because you just assume that they're slower because someone is not doing their job properly, that's that shows that you don't uh, you don't you don't have all the facts that you're not ripen up for the next um, step. And so only when you've done the job first, then we can talk again. The, the most important thing is not pointing fingers. Uh, you will really feel immature when you know, you know, after you realize what goes on on the other side. And, and it, it really makes you grow exponentially from there. And it, it, ca- it can be from front office to housekeeping or the other way around. In fact, the same message uh, is for the housekeeping team who tends to think the front office doesn't understand them because they because they keep calling for uh, for rooms. But front office has the guest in front of them. And so, of course, they have to they have to push. But they also have to understand. And, you know, front office deals with uh guests issues on a daily basis it's it's not pleasant so uh, housekeeping has to understand that too they need to stay calm solve the issues without failing obviously um but the 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 trick here is that they rely on another team uh to recover that guest and so if you know imagine what would happen if they didn't trust the team um, could be any team. Huh? It could be an housekeeping issue or an FMB issue or anything. But trust is at the core. And when you trust the team um, that is going to uh, fix the issue for you, uh, and in this case, since we're talking about housekeeping, we're talking about the thoroughness in cleaning rooms, uh, or specifically when a guest has to wait in the morning and the room is not ready, you will be even proud to tell the guests that yes, it's taking a little longer than expected, but you know, the level of uh, cleanliness, especially these days uh, with, uh, with what's going on uh, and the detail uh, orientation of these teams is unprecedented. And so you'll be apologizing, but you'll know that you're working with champions. And on the other side, if you, if you don't uh, trust uh, the team uh, 
that you're uh, relying on, then there'll be a disconnection. Then you won't be won't be as proud when you talk to the guests. You won't believe in your own words, uh, and it will reduce the trust the guest has uh, in you and the company. And the guests will feel it. So, as you know, as it's really crucial that you see both areas as much as possible. The future rooms director will need need to see both areas for sure. Tell our listeners how have you how can you have the career path you want if you can see all sides. You know, Corinne, I I've tried to see um, some of the sides, not all of them, but. Um, I was introduced at some point to the IT side uh, of the hospitality business, but really a career starts when you know what drives you. If you have been working in hospitality for 20 years, 30 years, then you know really you can't live without it. <laughs> Having seen both sides or other sides will make you will make you the reference for these teams. When something doesn't go the right way, you'll know why and you'll be able to explain it. And you'll be able to bond these teams because you'll you'll be the, the referee, so to speak, so that they don't start building a wall um, in, when they work together. And there's uh, there's really something I wanted to mention uh, for the audience. I took a training uh, years ago that made me see things uh, much clearer. Um, and this training was talking about core, uh, you know, the, what's at the core of, of bonding teams, and it's the trust. And how do you really um, build trust within teams? You first, you have to clarify your vision. Uh, which obviously is 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 tied to the company's vision. You align processes, and then you find a talent. When you clarify your vision, you'll make them feel like they're part of the future with you. You know, think of a football team's vision to to win the championship. You're basically doing the same thing. You'll uh, you'll have to start thinking about what is it that you're there to do. And, you know, for a room's vision, uh, it, it has to be always, um, it has to have to do with extraordinary service, efficient, personalized, and how you're going to do that, you have to basically break it down. And then you'll start tracking results, and you'll start sharing that vision with the results to show the teams that, yes, that vision is what we have in front of us, and that that's what we we want to achieve and this is where we are because we took these steps and it will make it click in their mind and after the the vision is clarified you kind of have to almost make it a marketing campaign internally um that mm -hmm. that is that that's the first thing they think of when they start their shift after that you start looking at procedures trainings what is it that doesn't work where uh you start uh, you know, making a full analysis, you fix the issues one by one, of course, with the help of, uh, of others. Um, but in the end, you know, by fixing the little things um, that come your way, the biggest problems at the top will be resolved and you won't even realize. You just realize when you start tracking. And then once you've done all that, you'll be ready to look at 
wh whoever in your team could be the next you. Who can take my place when I leave? You know, you're not complete if you don't have anyone uh, that is groomed or that you have groomed to take your place. Someone, someone is there. Someone that will have given 200% uh, to the team that has really stood out. Find that person, groom him or her. Really, you have to think about leaving a legacy behind. Um, and, you know, when I think about who, uh, who I have to say thank you to, uh, because I am where I am, uh, someone was a mentor to me and I want to be a mentor to, to my team. So, so that's the ultimate goal. These three steps really helped me uh, over the years uh, to generate trust and people will follow you because they want to, not because they have to. It's just, uh, it's just how times have changed and you know, we can't get, we can't use our title to get followed. It's really the influence you have on people that drives everything. Right. And, and what would you say, what would be the moral of our story here? Well, like you uh, really uh, um, well said it before, uh, the moral of the story here is understand first and then be understood. You know, demanding to be understood first uh, will not generate the empathy you need um, and the trust uh, to get the team on board and to work with you and for you. First, you give and then you receive, not the other way around. And I think uh, a good way to do that is to uh, demonstrate that you want to get your hands dirty in a department that is uncomfortable uh, or what seems uncomfortable to you because you've never done it. And when you do that, you show you're mature and you're not afraid. And most of, uh, most of all, that you want to be part of a team that you once thought was not good enough or you once assumed was not good enough only because of the lack of knowledge. And these are qualities of a good leader. It will show courage. Well, I think these are wise words and it, it's a great message to inspire our future aspiring rooms leaders to step up and take that opportunity to spread out and learn more in this division. Future thinking and forward motion, we love it. And I'd like to thank you, Titiana, for joining me and our listeners today. And I hope you'll come back to share more about what you learn along the way. Yes, Corina, it will be a pleasure for me to come back to the show. I really appreciate your, uh, you inviting me to share uh, what I learned over the years. Um, I believed, truly I believed in, uh, in, in the words I've, I've mentioned. Uh, hospitality these days is such a delicate business. It's in, really in need of people that are dedicated, who believe in outstanding service and that are not afraid to experiment and bet on themselves, even in areas that they don't know enough, but it will, it will help them in the future. And if really there are three words um, the audience should take with them today, they, these are vision, procedures, and talent. Make sure you pass it on. And I love that. Let's pass it on. Thank you, Tiziana. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll give us a like. Please tick follow for notifications of our latest episodes on the platform of your choice. This has been Pass It On with CWR Talent. Pass it on.